Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Going In Raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest-growing, highest-rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, but you're watching Going In Raw. You like that? What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife, Marie. <laughs> and you are Going In SmackDown Live. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode. And you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brendan, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson and available wherever fine podcasts are. Larson, I need to get up and go. Did you do the card thing? Oh, yeah. I just didn't hit record. Oh, no. I'll go do that right now. Okay. Why don't you go ahead and do that? And I'll tell the people all about where to find Going In Raw. It's A, right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And B wherever fine audio podcasts can be found check it out yeah apple ios podcast app that means it's the one on your phone in purple just says podcast yeah cast box we have a we have a great partnership with the fine people at cast box yeah so check that out leave a comment subscribe to going in raw it's completely free to download it's completely free to subscribe to going in raw and it actually hugely benefits the show even if you never listen to it on the app to subscribe to Going In Raw, that helps us. But you should check it out. Yeah. Uh, we're also available, uh, uh, yeah, pretty much everywhere else. Uh, Patreon. Patreon.com yeah, Patreon. forward slash Stephen Larson. Go check it out. We got a ton of great rewards. We send things out. We're coming down to the wire here. It's the 28th. I believe the, the June goes to 30th, right? Yeah, correct. Okay. Saturday is the last day of June. So if you get your Sexagon, order in. It goes to the 30th. I knew that. All right, so if you get your order in by $11.59 p.m. on the 30th, you will qualify for shipment next month of the Friendo Care Package, correct? Yeah, it might be towards the end of the month. I don't know. might be towards the beginning of the month, hopefully. But in any event, you get this Friendo Care Package. It is $20. You give us a $20 pledge on the Patreon. Just takes one. You get a comic book, stickers, a poster, two-sided poster. And a postcard. Oh. A couple of those things are signed by us. So that's good in any event. Uh, yeah, it's all good stuff. It's great stuff. You can also, at the $5 mark, you can check out our live, this podcast, all the recaps as a live stream. Same as we do Mondays and Fridays for everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the recaps are live streams. And if you're lucky, you'll get into one of these live streams where the YouTube video output is super low and everybody's like, well, your stream is freezing up. Lag. Not a lot we can do about that. I'll try this real quick and see if that works. Maybe it'll work. Who knows? Maybe it won't work. Yeah, some days it works great. Some days it's just full of glitches and lags. Yeah. And there's not much. There's green now. You asked me earlier uh, before we got. Oh, have you ever seen the movie The Witch? Witch? Yeah. I don't think so. 
Oh, it's an interesting uh, movie. You should check it's it out. A more recent horror film. Yeah, right? last few years. Okay, yeah. No, I heard good things about it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's good stuff. You saw it. Yeah, it's very atmospheric. All right, cool. Which is how I prefer my horror movies. Mm-hmm. I don't like all the CG ritzy glitzy stuff. No, it doesn't need to have a lot of blood or jump scares. I want atmosphere. Correct. I want a, a, a creepy feeling that pervades the entire film. Are we going to debut? So right now on the channel is the... Oh, Friendo Road Episode 2. Yeah, Changes. Is featuring guest star, uh-huh. the influencer himself, yeah. Brian Zane. Yeah, but why? We've been getting a lot of great responses for it. Do you have the episode anywhere to be found that I can plug it into OBS and uh-huh. just air it here? Yeah, sure. It's on It's on the drive, man? Yeah. All right. For uh, our email. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, so I'll load that up and we'll talk about... We'll, we'll, we'll air that after... Here on the podcast, in case you guys missed it on the channel. Yeah, although you can go watch it right now. Um, yeah, you can go watch it right now. What folder is it in? The Going In Raw Stuff folder? No, I said our, from our email. Oh, 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 okay. All right, fair enough. I don't know if that's going to mess up thing. Though. Yeah. Send me a share link or something. Okay. Do something so I can grab it. All um, right. Anyways, uh, we're here to talk about 205 Live and NXT. Oh, yeah. Here you go. I sent it to myself. You're in luck. And I thought they were both. Oh, yeah. Just forward that to me. And I thought they were both fantastic episodes. We had the debut of Leo Rush. Yeah, man. His entering debut. And he cut a promo afterwards, which I was thoroughly tickled by. Well, I think I think I think more impressive than his promo, which were consistent with the the vignettes he was doing Mm -hmm. is his character work in the ring was consistent uh, pretty darn good. Yes, and wildly entertaining. All those things are correct. <laughs> like all his trash talk, even just how he uh, presented himself when he was doing something as simple as removing his jewelry before the match. Yeah, wildly entertaining. Even his his pinfall, his uh, when he pinned the dude for the three count after his uh, little finisher. What is his finisher? What was it's it? like a frog splash. Oh, that's oh my god. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He goes up like eighty feet in the air. Yeah, and he comes down on a guy. Um, and even during the pinfall, now. We've heard from like many different places that Leo Rush traditionally in the past has had a bit of like a, a backstage attitude. Problem. Yeah, there's been some attitude issues. Yeah. So like he's maybe the one guy where if that is actually a thing, I don't care. Because if like what we see out there is him like not even dialed up, I'm mm-hmm. sure it is. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I could watch this dude in the ring all day long. I really can. Um, but just how... <laughs> I, mean, I can't like he was facing what was the guy named Dewey James he was facing was yeah, that his name great name it is a great name um, so he gets in the ring and he, he has a, a watch a bracelet on Leo does yeah. yeah Leo does so he gets in the ring he takes his watch off he's all <laughs> get it off he's having a little trouble with his bracelet but still he's not like struggling with it he makes no, it he's like yeah it's fine yeah crowd starts booing him <laughs> it takes him all day long it takes him so long, but he's like he, he he's 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 like brushing off the ref. Yeah, who's telling him to hurry it up? I didn't know, but if that doing was... it in almost like the most charming way possible. It felt like I know because he wasn't being rude. He was like, "All right, I know it's taking a while, but you know it is what it is. I got to take my ju- my, my my jewelry off. Yeah, this, this bracelet's got to you know I can't wrestle with it. Uh huh. So it was pretty funny. He's so good, man. But and then my only my only qualms, and we can just talk about this now real quick. We will maybe talk about his match a bit more in depth. My only qualms with him is that, like, he's the kind of guy who, if you simply have one, what we call, what they call in the, in the business, the hard cam, the A cam, one camera trained on the ring, it kind of actually magnifies what he does. Yeah, I know you said that they did a lot of cutting for the match. 
Uh, maybe because I was prepared for it, it didn't bother me. That could, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's because I mentioned it. Um, but I just feel like with him, the fewer cuts, the better. Because if you cut, and it also could have been a matter of the camera angle when you have the camera down here, as opposed to sort of because I just I'm look I'm thinking about his NXT matches mm -hmm. where they 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 sort of rely focus on, on the hard cam. They yeah. rely on the A cam a lot more. Because this one went like when he first did the change of directions, it was it was like the, the corner cam almost from the ground. Yeah, and then he did the first, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, hairpin yeah. turn, and then it went, you know, to a different camera. And then, but it wasn't like it was cutting on the motion. No, it, it wasn't. It was every ninety degrees it would cut. But when you see like. it, when you see that, when it's just shown for you, when it's just laid out for you. <laughs> It's more impressive to watch than oh, yeah. when the camera's down here and you're at an angle. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's the TV production thing that I think, and it, what you're right, it wasn't obnoxious at all, but I think it's sort of it. You don't get the full effect. Oh yeah. Although people still got. The oh effect. yeah, yeah. He's fantastic. I think though. when people are in the crowd are going, oh, mm -hmm, yeah. ooh, you know, yeah, that uh, that does a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so anyways, uh, but we'll get to the big, what happened in the beginning of the episode. Oh, the beginning of the episode was Akira Tozawa versus Tony Nese. Um, Tony Nese was accompanied to the ring by Buddy Murphy, but he didn't stick around for very long. Um, this was a really fun match. Hard hitting. Yeah, no, this was a lot um, of fun. Some, yeah. some decent reversals involved as well. Tony Nese is a, is a deceptively fun wrestler. Yeah, he is. Because he, they focus so much on him being a body guy. But he, I've, I said this from the beginning. I, always, I feel like we've only seen about 20% of what he can actually yeah, do. Yeah, the same feeling. I know. You know? I know. Because when he's he in busts there, out really tricky stuff. And he's in there with someone who moves fast. He yeah. can keep up with them. And I think you you finally get a full understanding of what he can do. Man. When he's not maybe forced, based on his character, to work a more deliberate style. Like two days after I said Ember Moon and Akira Tozawa have the best suicide dive, he goes and just sort of makes it just him. Because that suicide dive that he did this was week great. was like like 70 miles an hour. It yeah. was so fast. Yeah. Oh, it's brutal. Anyways, Tozawa got the win with the top rope senton. I'm kind of bummed out. Well, he he tried to get that uh, senton like three times or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know where Buddy Murphy went. He walked down the ring with Nice, right? I don't think he walked down the oh, ring. Oh, because they, I thought they introduced him with Company of the Ring by Buddy Murphy. I honestly didn't even see Buddy Murphy. I didn't notice him either. Yeah. But I thought the announcer said it. No, That's even, why I wrote down. even at the top of the ramp, I didn't notice him. I didn't either, but the, the announcer said Buddy Murphy. Are you sure it wasn't the commentator saying? Because the commentator said he's been working out with Buddy Murphy. Let me ask what they mentioned. What it was. Buddy Murphy. No, I knew that. Commentary mentioned it a couple times. But I thought he said. I thought they said a company of the ring by maybe Buddy he Murphy. Was supposed to be. Maybe. Or maybe he was. And neither of us saw it. Could be. Maybe it was this thing like in the the video game when they kind of lurk on the corner of the ramp. Mm -hmm. Kind of felt like this could have been. If if they're gonna get into a thing with Akira Tozawa, well, no, next week they're gonna. What they're doing next week. Uh, it may seem like next week's gonna be Cedric and Atami. I, no, I think they're going to go that way. I thought, aren't they going to do a Buddy Murphy, Mustafa Ali? No oh, DQ? yeah, no DQ no, match. Yeah, That's okay. fantastic. Yeah. I could see them going with like an Akira Tozawa, Tony Nisa. I, I, I wouldn't mind like a sub program and then maybe weave that into like the body guys versus Akira and Mustafa Ali, like mm -hmm. two of the most likable guys on the roster. Mm -hmm. That could be a fun feud, mm -hmm. all four of those guys. Mm -hmm. Um but I, you know, I kind of wanted Tony Nese to, to win this one. Yeah, I was kind of surprised when Tozawa picked up the win. Yeah, me too. Because I feel like that could play into a larger thing. I hope it does, still does play well, into a larger thing. Well, I was thinking, especially Maybe when he attacks him backstage the first actually. two times that Tozawa didn't get his finisher off, that that was the story they were doing. Right. It's like he has the upper hand, and if he could have hit his finisher, then he could have picked up the win. Right. But he couldn't hit it, and therefore Tony Nese picked up the win. Mm -hmm. Didn't work out that mm -hmm. way. 
Uh, so yeah, Tazawa went over with a top rope senton, which, like you said, he tried a couple times. Finally, he hit it. Uh, after that, we had uh, Drake Maverick backstage. Cel- Cedric Alexander came up, actually made a really good point. The one thing about 205 Live um, that's a pro and a con is they really, really emphasize the chase for the title. Mm-hmm. Not so much the actual champion, however. Which leaves the champion kind of out, which on one hand, you know, like saves those championship matches for like special occasions. Um on the other hand, we don't see Cedric a whole lot. Another thing I like that 205 Live is doing is they don't really seem to do a whole lot. Granted, they have, like, official number one contender matches. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, like, the the triple threat match with uh, Hideo Itami, Buddy Murphy, and Mustafa Ali wasn't an official number one contender match, but after Itami won, the, the, the feeling, you know, from us as viewers and obviously from Cedric is that it was more or less a number one contender match because mm. Hitami won, Cedric says... I want him. Mm-hmm. I want. I want. I want to know who my next challenger is. Drake Maverick says, "I don't know." Cedric says, "I want Hideo Itami." Drake Maverick is probably the best. Well, Paige is really good. I'm no, Paige is the best GM. Kayfabe GM. Paige is best right now. Okay, Paige is probably the best. because how hard would it should have been for Drake Maverick to say, "All right, sure." He's like, "Oh, I'll take an under advisement." Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the thing that I like about Drake Maverick is that he does that. Is that he he seems to soak in the entirety of the picture of 205 Live and makes decisions based on that as opposed to these. Okay, so for example, and I love it, I think it's great, but Paige coming out at the end of the Team Hell No segment oh, I didn't and like saying, that. you guys get your tag shots. That should open SmackDown next week. That should not, the, the, the show right, should. Right, but what, they just show up, Kane shows up, we're not even sure if they're gonna be on the same page, and Paige is like, whoa, marquee matchup right there. No, that, I love it, I wanna see yeah, it, I'm just saying. I'm saying. Uh, not so much the believability factor of them getting a tag title shot immediately. For me, it was like, oh, that's a pretty special moment. Just let it happen. Don't oh, interrupt I, it. I love loading all that stuff up. Nah. Oh, come on, man. Because you could still you could still open next week with you know Daniel Bryan Kane, um, yeah, doing something else. Oh, but, I like put the this. show closing with them embracing and get the, the 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 copyright thing off air. That's a great image to end the show. And I thought that's how it was going to end. Then Paige comes out and it just felt kind of shoehorned to the end yeah. of the program. Oh, it totally was. It was tacked on at the end. Yeah. I was okay with it. Um, but that bothered me more than the believability factor of them getting a title shot. Drake, that being said, regardless of who's the best, Drake Maverick is very good. And yeah, I he is like, good. I like that he's sort of like, A, all about opportunity. B, or I'm sorry, A, all about in-ring competition. Uh, B, opportunity. And C, he sort of just feels things out. He And there's that sort of intangible element of, are you respecting the game in total? Not Triple H, but are you respecting the competition the aspect of yes, things? The brand. And that's why he was hesitant with the Hideo Itami thing. And Cedric Alexander had to say, look, I need a match. Hideo Itami won. Let's just do this. And Drake's like, I don't know, man. Like, look at what he did. And I get Cedric's that, but that like, match was presented, not officially, but more or less as a number one contender match. Yeah. No, I like it. I like it. It's whoever can prove out that they're the best in-ring competitor. Yeah, yeah, without necessarily having to be crowned number one contender. Yeah, they'll get the shots. I like that. I do, too. But just when it seems clear that someone should get that shot, then just make it happen. Yeah. Build to it yeah. immediately. Um, let's see here. Uh, next, we had Leo Rush versus Dewey James. Talked about it pretty extensively at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, Leo Rush is pretty darn incredible in the ring. He does some crazy stuff. Yeah, that stopping on a dime stuff. The And like you said, the character work is fantastic. 
And I know you sort of emphasize that over the promo, but I think for a guy his age, for his first... Oh, yeah, the promo was fine. Promo in But I think the like harder 10, thing people. to do in a lot of respects is to project your character without really saying anything. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And that might be harder than cutting a promo. Yeah. Do it consistently and yeah. do it, you know, and making it so enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's just what stood out more mm-hmm. is that... Sure. Because we didn't really see it. I mean, we saw him in that PWG match against Ricochet. He was doing some character stuff. There was that spot where... He was hitting his head in the turnbuckle, mm-hmm. trying to get himself fired up, and ended up knocking himself out. And the funny thing about that is that it was 180 degrees oh, away different. from what we're seeing right now, which yeah. goes to you know uh, the variety he can pull off. Mm-hmm. What is it when you call it? Versatility. Act- versatility. An actor can. He's versatile. Yeah. There's an range. Idea. Range. Thank you. I was looking for range. That's the word I was looking for. Sexagon is what I was looking for. Um, yeah. They, no, don't, so, they didn't watch yesterday's show. Yesterday's. Well, Patreon show. Well, they have no idea. Oh, sorry. No, no that was in that was in chat. That was in trivia. Like freaking sorry. comments about it. Um, sorry, I got confused. So, so did I yesterday. Um, so no, I, I I thought it was a fantastic debut. Mm-hmm. Good old Dewey James mm-hmm. going to be the answer on the trivia question. Mm-hmm. You know, who was the first guy to take on Leo Rush uh, before you know three years before he became Universal and WWE champion. Well, on 205 Live, you got to say, because his actual first WWE opponent was in NXT. Do you remember who that was? Uh, yes. It was the Dream, wasn't it? It's was Lars Sullivan. Then didn't he fight the Dream? It's after that. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, two losses in NXT. Twenty. What is a 23-year-old piece of gold? Mm-hmm. That's great. They're going to feel the rush. Oh, and then one of the friendos. Yeah. Was, going, was I wearing... didn't, did you notice it during SmackDown? No. Neither did I. But yeah, he was right there, front and center. Mm-hmm. Not center, but front. Yeah, uh, wearing going in. You no, know, one one time the SmackDown was shooting in L.A., and uh, we didn't see Sandra in the crowd. Mm-hmm. But then for two hundred five live, we did. So I think mm-hmm. we, if people leave for two hundred five live, they let people come down. Yeah, and fill up the ringside area. In any event, thanks for supporting the going yes, absolutely. Thank you very much. Man. I think that's great. Um, next, we had the Cedric Alexander interview. Backstage with Renee Young, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wants to emphasize that he wants competition. He wants Hideo Tommy. Hideo Tommy comes in. For whatever reason, they didn't mic him yeah. when he first uh, entered the scene. So I didn't hear a lot of what he said. Um. <laughs> and I was watching with headphones in, so it wasn't an issue of me having the TV. Yeah. Watched. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't notice it either. That's funny. But, anyways, they push a little bit. And yeah. Already getting a little chippy, which yeah. is good. That's what I want. <laughs> Competition. Who's no, I mean, the best? Yeah, you're right. I do now. I'm remembering it now. They didn't have a mic. That's right. Because he comes in the frame and he's talking. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it was literally like he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, next main event: Lucha House Party versus Jack Gallagher, Kendrick, Brian Kendrick, the Brian Kendrick. And Drew Gulak. Bad news, man. I'm pretty sure this. You think this feud is going to keep on going? Yeah. Yeah. Based on ending? the results. Hey, how much do you love the elimination match, though? Oh, they're great. That's like my everything should be elimination. Mm-hmm. Every tag, every tag match should be elimination. Tornado tag elimination. Yeah, tornado tag elimination. They or at least fought under like, like a lucha slash New Japan rules. So if someone gets knocked out of the ring, then whoever's in the corner can come in without a tag. I don't even honestly. I don't. I just I don't, if it's like a regular tag match, elimination. You get knocked out, 
eliminated. You get one dude in there to face two guys. Yeah. I love that, There's man. There's so many storyline possibilities. That. Oh, this is actually sure. a pretty fun match. I've been kind of down on this whole Kendrick Gallagher Gulak. This is a fun match. It was fun. Uh, partnership, yeah. but this Plug was actually in. quite a bit of fun. Um, uh, the first elimination saw uh, Jack Gallagher pin Grand Metalik um, with a headbutt as Grand Metalik was jumping off the second rope going for a crossbody. It's actually a really cool spot. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, and then for the rest of the ma- uh, match, Drew Gulak um, was uh, intent on ripping – well, he did rip the mask off Lince Dorado, mm-hmm. and he tried to do it to Kalisto at the finish. Mm-hmm. Um, so at one point, Gulak does rip off the <laughs> Lince Dorado's mask. He covers his face and rolls out of the ring. Yeah. So – uh, but he, uh, Lindsay, ends up pinning Brian Kendrick after a handspring stunner. That's such a cool move. I love that, man. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Remember when people were doing really bad stunners before? And you mean now, John Cena? Now people are, yeah. But then there, I think there was like two other people, maybe not in the WWE, maybe other places, I forget where, that were doing stunners also, and they were just kind of crap. Yeah. Now people are doing really, really cool yeah, looking Lana stunners. Yeah, Lana Austin's stunner is really good. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, man. Uh, well, Osprey has his stunner variation. Well, no, well, it's, it's more that's of a, that's a, a cutter. cutter. Yeah, yeah. It's a, Os cutter. cutter. Yeah. And he has that new, has new one. Stunner. Somebody else I'm thinking of. Uh, fuck, who is Mark it? Andrews has that. Yeah. That suplex reversal into the oh, stunner. Oh, I like him. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I like that stuff. That's good stuff. Um, so anyways, but Lindsay Dorado ends up tapping out to the gulak. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, Kalisto taking on uh, Jack Gallagher mm-hmm. and Drew Gulak. Yes. Gallister gets the pick. Gallister. Gallister. Damn you, Gallister. I don't even know where that came from. Kalisto, I was trying to say. <laughs> You're trying to say Kalisto, and he said... I don't know. <laughs> instead almost like I didn't Gallagher. get much sleep last night. Kalisto ends up pinning uh, Jack Gallagher after a Salida del Sol, where he kind of went up the ropes a little bit. Right. But ultimately, Gulak got on the Gulak after trying to rip off Kalisto's mask. Gulak. Kalisto tapped out. Yeah. Drew Gulak was the last... Uh, Survivor of the match. Mm-hmm. He did not get eliminated. He won for his team, which has no name. Well done. Uh, that so pit backstage, yeah. though, where Lucha House Party were, um, it was Kalisto and Grand Metalik holding up Lince Dorado while he was doing, like, shoulder presses on the ground. That stuff's hilarious. Yeah, I know. I love that stuff. I'm, really I'm happy they're giving those guys a really solid opportunity to show off some personality because it's really working. I know. I, do you think there's internal debate between trios titles and tag titles? We had heard tag titles a while ago, but I think that I, something tells me. I just get the feeling that all this sort of flirtation with with trios is going to lead them to some trios titles. I hope so. I think it'd be so smart. Yeah. I really do. I think it'd be it's something different. Here, check the stream status. I know it's all over the place, but people saying it's off. Um, oh, it's still going. Yeah. Sorry, everybody who are watching here on the, I don't the streaming. I hear you. No, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and I'll load this up again just to see if they can do it. Anyways, continue on. NXT Anyways, is NXT next. NXT is next. Yeah, so the show opened with uh, Aleister Black um, walking down to the ring, delivering a promo, saying that he bested Lars Sullivan. Did you see that they, uh, uh, I'm assuming, I'm going to take him at his word, this is true, that Lars Sullivan broke his jaw. Well, they showed that x-ray where clearly there was a split in his jaw. The, the jawbone, yes. Yeah. The mandible, yes. I don't know. That's pretty intense. Maybe that's a way to write him off before he can debut on main after SummerSlam. Maybe? I don't know. There's a clean either. break like down here. It look, So in my head, in my memory, right? And I was watching it from the kitchen at this point. Making a little omelet for myself uh, this morning. Mm. Sounds uh, delightful. Yeah, it was good. And uh, it was just... Two eggs, some mozzarella, some spinach. I put some bacon bits in there too. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, and some then good like flavor. A bunch of seasoning crap in the eggs. Um, 
And I looked, and so in my memory, it's a ridiculously large split. But yeah, I think yeah, yeah. in actuality, it probably wasn't that. No, big. it looked pretty significant. It looked pretty bad. It didn't looked it? like it was all the way from literally, like you know, like his teeth line. Yeah, all the way down to right. His you think that was real? I don't know. I don't I'll know. take him at their word until I hear otherwise. Because that spot where he landed on his knee, I could have messed somebody up from the flying headbutt. And that yeah. was about halfway through the match. Maybe, I don't know, maybe... Uh, maybe when he whiffed on that black mass. Maybe that was good for Lars Sullivan. Well, no, I'm, 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 kind of, I'm kind of wondering if the whiffs were Aleister Black understanding that he has a broken jaw and he was trying to play it safe. Could be, which if that's true, kudos to... Uh, oh, Alistair Black. He's the man. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big proponent of being safe. Yeah, heck yes, man. Especially if you know your opponent is injured. Protect them. I know. Uh, but he is interrupted by Tommaso Ciampa. Mm-hmm. And he's saying he wants that NXT title. Mm-hmm. And so they go back and forth a little bit. Um, Tommaso Ciampa sits a la Alistair Black at the top of the ramp. Yeah. Alistair, ooh, he doesn't like that at all. No, he doesn't. Ooh, he doesn't like that. Well, why would you? I don't want somebody sitting there. So he uh, proceeds promo, man. He proceeds to uh, get out of the ring, walk up the stage. Um, Ciampa leaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, next, a Vanessa Bourne press conference. Yeah, man. She said... Uh... She was talking trash about Kyrie Sane. Like, why, yes. does she, why, does she, why does she dress like a prince or a pirate? Yeah, she said. like... Tell us why, why you think. She said, no, don't. I'm not going to answer any questions. I'm going to ask you a question. Why is she dressed like pirate? Mm-hmm. And then somebody had to explain, well, this is professional wrestling where everybody has a gimmick. And then Vanessa Bourne said, what is gimmick? And they said, well, it, sometimes it could be a vocation. Sometimes it could just be an attitude uh-huh. a theme. Sometimes it could be something a little more, you know, uh, supernatural. Imaginative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really your, your, your only limits are your, your imagination. Exactly. Yeah. But she wasn't having any of it. Mm-mm, no, she said no good. So we're going to get a, a program between her, or at least a match between her and Kyrie Sane. Good, strong uh, feud for Kyrie Sane to go over until yeah. she wins that title. Yeah. I just want to see Kyrie Sane versus Candice LeRae over the title. That's oh, what heck I want to yes, see. man. Let's move Shayna on to main roster, have her do something Ronda Rousey. And uh, Candice LeRae is showing. We'll talk about this later, both in the ring and on the mic. Great. Dude, come on. Look, I get. And I, and I like her answer to the question. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk about it next. Kona Reeves. Oh, man, I can't, dude. This guy's like the freaking Adam Mayhem of NXT. <laughs> he really is. I can't stand him. Yeah. Uh, and I know that we're, I know that's supposed to be my thing. No, I feel like it's kind of like X Pac Heat at this point. Even in an ironic way, I can't stand him. Know. You know what I mean? I it's not like, oh, this guy is so bad he's good. It's not like when Lars Sullivan used to come out and show everybody his butthole. Yeah. It's not like that, which was so bad it was good. And then he'd come out and he'd destroy people, and it's awesome. No, I can't. I, I, it's so. He's not special in the ring. No. I don't get, I still don't get the finest thing. I don't get, he doesn't show why he's the finest. Well, they were saying last night that the finest isn't necessarily because he's the finest, because, but he, that he prefers the finest things. But don't you have to like be successful to afford the finest things? Yes. Yeah. And we know what people make in NXT. Not a whole lot, especially developmental people. Yeah. They don't make that much. Right. Developmental people. Right. So it strains credibility, honestly. It really does. I don't like, suspend okay. disbelief so much. But it, like, if, if he had been on the indies for ten years, built say if, and I'm happy that Ricochet doesn't have this this gimmick. But if it were Ricochet, someone who'd been the the independent circuit for fifteen years, built a huge name up for himself, probably got himself a pretty decent contract when he signed with WWE. Right. If they brought someone with that pedigree on, 
with this gimmick. Mm-hmm. All right, I could buy it. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm sure Kona Reeves has done some independent wrestling. I had no idea who he was before I saw he was on NXT. Yeah, me neither. So I know he's probably making thirty grand a year, mm-hmm. maybe forty. Because the the, the development well, yeah, this is a few years like, back yeah, where the developmental 40. guys were not making a lot of money. Yeah, they're making garbage. Yeah, peanuts. Yeah, maybe forty, forty five, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, in Florida, you get, there's no state income tax. That helps. Yeah, that um, helps. but still. You know, I don't really buy that he's going out and buying a bunch of diamonds and stuff, you know? Here's the thing. No, driving, so, so you, you said driving Tito Tabatelli's type car. Why wasn't he the finest? You split him up from what's-his-face. I know he's injured right now. Oh, yeah. You split him up perfect and sense. re-gimmick him as the finest. It makes perfect sense. I like the finest because he, number one, Kona's goofy looking. Yeah. Right? Well, he I mean, that's the way he kind of carries himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he has the aura of goofy. Yeah. Right? Tino, for as cheesy as he may come off, Finest works with that, yeah. you know? Because it's been established. I mean, if, if you watch Breaking Ground, he made a ton of money playing in the NFL. He drives a Maserati. the finest cars. Yeah. He actually is the living embodiment of a guy who likes the finer things in life. Yeah. The finest. Yeah, I can see him coming out in a $3,000 suit and, 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 and buying that it's actually a $3,000 suit. Whereas if uh, Kona Reese came out saying he had a $3,000 suit, I know he got that at Men's Warehouse. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just not believable right I know, now. I know. It's like, dude, it's like uh, Tino could have been the modern day version of the masterpiece, you know? Yeah. Kind of. This is like, instead of him being like an Adonis, if you will, um, he'd be, you know, the guy who likes all the finer things. It's like, oh, I'm legitimately rich. I'm kind of surprised they didn't roll with that as like a gimmick for him. Yeah, I know. You know, like, hey, I'm rich guy. Look at me. Um, so anyways, we're having all sorts of technical I know. What's today. the deal I today? I'm just trying to get through this thing. I don't know. I'm like trying to find our patrons and nobody's popping up. Oh, that's weird. I like redid this thing here. Uh, anyways, Kona Reese picked up the win over Max Humberto mm-hmm. with a Hawaiian drop. Um, yeah, I just don't know. I don't, I don't know where this is going with Kona Reese. I don't know, man. I mean, I, 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 want, I want him to be successful. Yeah, man. But I just don't know if this is necessarily the gimmick for it. Uh, next, Candice LeRae versus Lacey Evans. Um Lacey Evans had a pretty good showing here working over Candice's left arm mm-hmm. in like the last third of the match. Uh, Candice was effectively selling uh, wrestling with one arm. Yeah. She did a great job of that. Um, and I don't know if, if the, the injury angle precluded her from doing her usual finisher, but that, that moonsault she did to finish the match. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh I, my I watched gosh. it a couple times. Yeah, Not even too. the replay. I went back. I was like, what did I just <sighs> see? That was fantastic. I know. Yeah. It was just a second rope moonsault. Yeah, but she got such height on it. It was I know. incredible. I know. It was really good. Yeah, she's awesome. And it's like, dude, I get, I know that she was there to sort of, that she played an integral role in uh, servicing the Gargano Champa thing. But it felt like it was, it was, it was. At the cost. At, yeah, it, it was wasting her, her in-ring talent. Felt that way, yeah. Yeah, sure. but now after this, we see the full extent of, not even the full extent, sorry, of what she can do. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. I know. Man. I know. Oh, dude, it's it's. I can't wait. I can't. And then she cut a promo later on that was really good. Yeah, seemed very natural. Um, No, there's something else in between. There was a couple other things in between. But let's get to it now. We'll just get to it now. Um, I like that. Number one, she addressed. You know, uh, Kathy Kelly said. You know, how does you know your uh, goals here in NXT? How do they contrast with what's going on with your husband Johnny mm -hmm. Gargano? And she said, Look, you know, I love Johnny. He's great and everything. He's my husband. 
uh, and I've been, you know, preoccupied, but it's time for me. It's time mm-hmm. to focus on me. And she said something about, you know, seeing his drive and passion has inspired me to, to, to do the same. Yeah. And I got my eyes on NXT Women's title, mm-hmm. which yeah. is great. Great things to hear because she's yeah. fantastic. It was fantastic. Um, we also got a Johnny Gargano interview that I thought was actually really effective. <laughs> I did, except for one line, which kind of made me laugh because I mentioned Candice LeRae and he said, Candice LeRae is my favorite. Writer. Oh, I know that made me laugh, but I thought it was great. <laughs> it was good. Because that's the <laughs> way he said funny. it. Candice LeRae is my favorite wrestler. God, that was fun. That was good. That was uh, really good. It was, I, it, you're right. It was good. It was good. Um, and so basically he said, you know. He's not done with Ciampa yet. Yeah, exactly. He's not, he wants so, another match. He said so, they have to wrestle him at the grocery store and then we're, we're going to fight at the grocery store. Yeah. Which would be cool. Heck yeah, dude. I'm down for that. What do you think about this heavy machinery bit? Um, they were grilling some, some sausages and looked like some peppers and onions. So like, and they're a bit more serious. They weren't goofing around. Yeah, that's sort of the problem, though. Who's cutting serious promos over a barbecue? I know. I, it it felt off. Like it just felt. At number one, Tucker didn't have a shirt on. Uh huh. Like, wear a tank top. It looks like it was legit in one of their backyards. Or that their looked patio, legit. On that looked patio. legit. Yeah. But like, wear a tank top. Because otherwise, if you're if you're only up here and you're grilling, it kind of looks just like nude barbecuing at that point. I'm sure. I mean, he had pants on. I think they they went down. And you can see he had pants on. Oh, okay. But I mean, look, like, if that's their gimmick, that's if, fine. If they, yeah, if they're at home and 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 you know they're not causing a disturbance. Well, sure, but I don't want really want to see that. No, I don't either. You know, they're not really good looking dudes. Um, they're like down there on like the three. Oh, and every, a lot of people in the comments. Finn Balor, he's up there. Finn Balor, what he's is up there. he? He's real. <laughs> he's a real nine man. Um. So, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was just, look, I, I don't mean to crap all over. Heavy, I, I really don't. I really don't mean to crap all over heavy machinery. Yeah. I do not. And so I'm going to shut up about it, but they can't seem to do anything right by me. So they what really they can't, let me, let me ask this. Cause I was kind of confused by this. They were obviously in some sort of outdoor type area, Yeah, back could, but the thing is it looked like they were almost like in a, a, a not quite a sunroom. Cause it looked like there was netting or something up. Like it was a, it was a covered patio. But not just covered, but it had some sort of netting or something over the awning of the patio. Oh, yeah. Flipping mosquitoes, man. I understand that. I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's humid. I understand that. Oh, boy. But still, that's like, do you want to be barbecuing in that much of an enclosed space? (laughs) That was my thing. Uh, I don't know. More than anything, more. I didn't even notice that Tucker wasn't wearing a shirt, really. Yeah. It was that. I was like, should you really be cooking in that much of an enclosed space? Oh, wow. That was a charcoal grill. That's a lot of methane that's coming off there. Yeah, but the mesh is... Bre- to an extent, not as breathable as full open air. Yeah, man, but I don't know. Maybe they don't want to risk getting... I don't know. What do they bring? West Nile? Yeah. Dengue, Dengue's in like Singapore, I think, or Paraguay, wherever my dad got it from. I think it was the same. They had like huge signs in Singapore that looked like graphic design wise were amazing. They're mm. like red or yellow, had like a giant evil looking mosquito. Oh, wow. But like a really cool design one. Yeah, yeah. And it's like dengue and then like whatever language hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Malay, maybe. I don't know. Malaysian. Hmm. I don't know. Anyways. Anyways. Interesting. Anyways, that's the uh, someone here in chat brought that up about them cooking indoors. And that. Anyways, they want the mighty. Mm-hmm. They want to match against the mighty because mm-hmm. the mighty cheat now. Yeah. Uh, uh, we got a bit of business to take care of before we move on to the rest <laughs> of the show, Steve. Because mighty cheat now. They do. <laughs> they do. That's they like got the pants mean. and they cheat. They got their pants, they got their long coats, and they cheat. And they cheat. And Shane Thorne is immaculate. Oh, where is he? Nine and a half. He's a handsome man. Nick Miller. <laughs> sub Steven Larson. 
Well, that's not saying much. He, he kind of, he kind of is, man. Well, not a handsome guy. No, but and he has to stand next to like one of the most handsome guys. Uh, in Shane Thorne is a really day. handsome guy. He's a really <laughs> handsome dude, man. <laughs> Anyways, like you said, uh, before we move on to today's episode of Going in Raw, is sponsored by Forhims.com. Hey, Steve. What? I don't know if you've noticed, but this hair up here is getting a little thin. I have noticed. But we're not alone, Larson. 66% of men start losing their hair by the age of 35. And the problem is, once you notice hair loss, guess what? But thankfully, there it's is... too late. Oh, but there is a solution, Steve. Forhims.com. They've got everything men need for hair loss, skin care, yeah. and sexual wellness. hey Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims connects you with the real doctors and medical-grade solutions to deal with your hair loss. Forhims.com offers well-known generic equivalents of brand-name prescriptions that will help you and us keep your hair. Just answer a few questions and the doctor will review your order and ship products directly to your door. And right now, while supplies last, listeners of Going In Raw can get a one-month trial of Hims for just $5. Check out the website for complete details. This would cost you hundreds of dollars if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. Go to forhimscom slash G-I-R. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash G-I-R. forhimscom slash G-I-R. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Next up, we had uh, Mustache Mountain. Making their first appearance since winning the NXT Tag Titles. They had a killer match versus Dave Dixon and No, they never Carl started. Axelrod. The only thing that was killer was Roderick Strong's knee that took out both of them. Dude, that dude... It, he got like a running start. It was like Osprey on the ramp. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He got a running start and flew with that knee. And like was, you, you mentioned this off camera, because I missed it the first time when it happened. I was on, you know, you blink for a second, you miss it. He said, I think he was just supposed to hit the one guy, but he hit both of them. Yeah. Because he tagged one and he kept on going and tagged the other. Yeah. And then the Undisputed Era just destroyed. Yeah, they beat the heck out of Dave him. Dixon and Carl Axelrod. But Dave Dixon and Carl Axelrod had music and a Titantron package and everything. They're ready to go, man. They're I feel like it's a Dan Matha situation. Like they put a bunch of production into a couple of guys thinking they're going to get it, that, you, that us as fans were going to get a real match. Mm. Just to have something like this happen. Yeah, they should have built them up for a couple weeks. I know. That would have been good. Is Mustache Mountain... Okay, so... Dan Matha is like the best swerve in NXT in a long time. Oh, it really was. Gosh, that was genius. The, the creativity there. Gosh, that was genius. Man. And yeah. we haven't seen him since. I know. I mean, we both know he's been on the house show. Yeah, circuit, yeah. The Florida Loop. But gosh darn, that was brilliant. That was so good. It was like weeks of build. Uh-huh. And Samoa Joe came out. Making his debut and Samoa Joe destroyed him. Destroyed him. <laughs> that was, that was like, like my, two years ago, too. I know. That was a long time ago. That was my favorite phase of that, that program is when Joe, Joe dropped the belt and just started going out and annihilating everybody. And then he drives by and says, get better security, Rigo. Oh, that was so good. Oh, that was really good. Uh, anyways, yeah, so yeah, uh, the Undisputed Era. They um, drop a promo mm. saying, all right, this is uh, our era and this is Undisputed. They go down the ring, about to attack Mustache Mountain. Cue Ricochet's music. He runs down, um, makes the save. Cut to commercial, come back. General Manager William Regals made this a six-man tag match. Why wasn't this Pete Dunne? Uh, hmm. I mean, is it just so we could get Ricochet into it? Probably. Maybe because we might be getting Ricochet, Adam Cole. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Because they're going at it pretty hard. Or maybe just Pete Dunne has something else to do. This was an intensely this fun match. A heck of a That it whole was bit so with fun. Tyler Bate doing his punches to people. Oh, man. It's this one and that one. That was great. Gosh, the, the, the creativity with which 
NXT books their wrestling matches utilizing uh, moves and stuff that we're all very familiar with in creative ways uh, continues to amaze me. And, then, and that's why I think really separates them from the main rosters. We don't get that. We get that sometimes on main, but not to the same degree we no, do in NXT. Close, you know, not even close. They make the most of what they have. And man, when if you just like, because I, I was just watching this and I stop and I see, dude, Mustache Mountain and Ricochet are in the ring against Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick. Like this is amazing. Mm-hmm. The level of talent on NXT mm-hmm. is absolutely Off absurd. Charts. Oh, it's so absurd. Anyways, Ricochet eventually hit his six uh, his six thirty on uh, Adam Cole. O'Reilly broke up the pin uh, and was like holding on to uh, Adam Cole's leg yeah. to, to hold himself up because he was so out of it because he yeah. had been doled a bunch of punishment by Ricochet. And uh, and I think he was the one to eat the the I don't know if it was a seven star lariat, but it was a uh, the clothesline from Trent Seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> And they got this great close-up on Kyle O'Reilly's face, yeah. which I used for the thumbnail for this episode. Um, and then Ricochet proceeds to hit him with a suicide dive. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And yeah. then Roger Strong picks up Ricochet and gives him essentially an end of heartache on the ring apron. On the ring apron, oh, rolls man. him in. Adam Cole gets the great. Uh, gets the pin, one, two, three. Fantastic match. Tons so, of fun. Yeah. If you I have just, not watched it, I can't definitely worth a watch. Is Mustache Mountain actually going to have any matches in NXT beyond their last one? I don't know. They could just all this could just be just to help uh, give a kick in the pants to the United Kingdom division. Yeah, it could be. Which is a good idea. Yeah, no, totally. So, anyways, anyways, stuff. Do you want to roll that? Yeah, man, I'm gonna roll. Just give me a second here. And all right, do we got download. We'll uh, have Frendo Road episode two for you all in a minute. Yeah, I can start answering some questions in the meantime. Sounds good. Yeah. I mean, it's a podcast. We can kind of do what we want. Yeah, this is like our our, our loosest podcast we do. Yeah, I love the NXT episodes. Oh, okay. Alex Foster, since TM61 was a faction in Australia, what three wrestlers from any brand would you add to the team? So you have Shane Thorne, you have Nick Miller. Who else do you add? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What other Australians? Or just anybody? It could be anybody. To the mighty. could be anybody. Um, can you bring Adeo Atami back to NXT? He'd be a good, mm-hmm. a good fit for mm-hmm. those guys. That's a good, that's a good one. Cool. Yeah. Now that they're mean, Shane Thorne and Nick Miller. They're mean. Neville. Oh, he's the meanest. Yeah. But again, you have to bring him back to NXT. Yeah. He might be happier in NXT than he was on main because at least he'd be able to Dan do something. Dan Matha. How about this? Top-notch, super best, Chris Dijak. Oh, that's good. I was yeah. gonna say Kona Reeves. Yeah, I had thought about that, but he's so goofy. <laughs> Well, I mean, everybody else is so mean. You need some levity. No, man. They need to be vicious. They need to be like... You can be vicious, but then every once in a while, just a little bit of comic relief. All right. Here we go. Is it ready? I think it's ready. Yeah? I don't know if it's going to work or not. All right. find out This whole thing has been... Why not? Quite an experience. Right. Who cares? We're going to try to roll this thing. The biggest show in Sacramento's history, my birthday... At the Colonial Theater, I mean, this card is stacked. I'm, I, I don't want to go out on a limb and say it's the biggest card in Sacramento's history, but let me run this by you guys real quick. We have a match that I guess nobody else wanted to book, so guess what? We're going to book it at Virgil Flynn Productions. We're going to make the match happen. The Going In Raw Invitational. We have Joey Ryan on one side. We have the main event, Adam Mayhem, on the other. Let's make it happen, right? It is official. Adam Mayhem versus Joey Ryan. You saw it for the H Championship. July 7th, Colonial Theater, Sacramento. It's actually happening, Steve. And I can think of no man 
better to carry that H title than Adam Mayhem. Yes, no, wait, what? Adam Mayhem, no, no. I can think of like a lot of other people that would be better for that. Name one. Pretty much the entire wrestling industry. Literally anybody in the wrestling industry. From the bottom of the barrel, like Roman Reigns, all the way up to the guy who shows up on 205 Live, local enhancement talent, jobber guy, who has his name on his trunks, and then the ring announcer calls him something else. Why do they do that? It's very confusing. It's very weird. My phone, it's ringing. Hmm. It's at my desk. It's Brian Zane. Hmm. Hello? Hello? Steve, Larson, Friendos, it's the influencer talking to you. Hi, Brian Zane. Hi, Brian Zane. So how have you guys been? How's the channel doing? Good. Have you guys, oh, I don't know, have you hit that 200,000 subscriber mark yet? No. Well, you should try it sometime. It's a whole lot of fun. Now, you guys will get there one day. <laughs> I'm just busting your balls. So listen, here's the reason I called you guys. I heard that uh, Joey Ryan's wrestling somebody for that, uh, that H title of yours. Well. I want a piece of that action. Wait, don't you have a title of your own? Yes. But I want your belt as well, so I want to add my own proxy to the match. You might know this person for her Peshaw or cosplay or by the color of her pants. Ever hear of Leva Bates? Yeah, I want her in this match. Brian, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how we can say no to that, Brian Zane. Yeah, no, that sounds great. We'll talk to our people here and we'll, we'll get it started. Booby, don't worry about it. I've already made the call. It's already happening. Let me tell you something. That H title is gonna look great right next to my regret championship on the mantle. Where it currently sits right now, totally not wearing it around my waist as we're on the phone. I've said too much, gotta go. <laughs> All right, talk soon, Brian Zane. Bye. What the hell was that? That was me stacking the odds against Adam Mayhem. There is no way, and I mean no way, he's leaving the Colonial Theater with this Hayes Championship July 7th. In your words, not gonna happen. Well, you know what is gonna happen? Mm. I'm gonna call Adam Mayhem. He's gonna come over here, and you're gonna break the news to him. You act like I'm worried about disappointing Adam Mayhem. No, I would actually take glee in it. I would love to see the pain in his eyes when that little head of his starts figuring out that mathematically his odds just dropped from 50% to less than 50%. 33%. And the new odds say that either Joey Ryan or Leva Bates are gonna walk out of the Colonial Theater as new H champion. See, the day that Adam Mayhem doesn't get to put his hands on this is gonna be the greatest day of my entire life. And I've had a baby. And that was pretty great. And I've been married, and that's pretty great. However, telling him in person means that he would have to come to this office. And as you can see from this sign right here, Adam Mayhem is not allowed to come into this office. Didn't I throw that away? Yeah, I found it in the dumpster outside. I thought somebody just made a new one and threw it away because they hate Adam Mayhem so much, just like me. What were you doing in the dumpster? Anyways. It's for lunch today. Why is it always food with you? What a great video we made. That was a lot of fun. We're it was the fun best. making it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, July 7th, uh, the Colonial Theater here in Sacramento. I will be there. You will be there. Yeah. Adam Mayhem will be there. Yeah. And Joey Ryan. And now Leva Bates will yeah. be there. I'll be there. All fighting for the prestigious H Championship. Yeah. And if you approach me and say, Steve, and give me a two sweet and then say, Steve, I'd like some popcorn. <laughs> 
or Steve, wouldn't popcorn be great? I'll make sure you get popcorn and it's on me because I think popcorn's only like two bucks. Here. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's one caveat here. I should mention this. If the popcorn, if they jack the price up on popcorn, like five bucks, no, the deal's off. $2 or nothing. $2 or nothing. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's I'll get say, back. Sorry. 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 New terms. Anyways. Uh, back to questions. Dylan, the villain Scribner. Draft time yet again. You guys are starting a brand new NXT brand. If you guys could draft two uh, male singles competitors, two women, and two tag teams strictly from non-WWE promotions, no competitors who've been or are in WWE currently, who would you pick and why? That's like a very involved question. What do I have to do? Pick two of everything? Two men, two women, two tag teams. From non-WWE? Yeah. Let's right. start with uh, men. Okay, so with me, it's gonna. I'm going to go Punishment Martinez. Interesting. And Silas Young. I'll go Jay Lethal. Oh, good. And Matt Riddle. Uh, ooh, wow, wow. Yeah, look good at that. answers. Didn't even go with Adam Mayhem. Wow, I guess it shows where your loyalties actually lay. Um, two women. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Leva Bates, and I'll go with uh, well, Rachel Ellering. You didn't say Joey Ryan either, so don't give me any crap. I just went with Leva Bates. That's yeah, my know. that's my pick to win the H champion. No, oh wait, yeah. Well, she's like my second pick. Either way, as long as it's not out of mayhem. Leva Bates and Rachel uh, Ellering. Uh, Tessa Blanchard. Oh, wow, good. She's an impact though. Well, it doesn't matter. Oh, that's not. That's not. That wasn't a caveat. Who's your second woman? Hmm. Is Tony Storm count as being in WWE? Yes, she is in WWE. Drat. I guess Ginny is too now. Huh? Yes, she is too. Oh, Sienna. Oh, good. Oh, I should have chosen her. Tag teams. Uh, Young Bucks. Killer Elite Squad. All right, that's good. see that. And then, like, what's-his-face throws coffee at people. Chosen Bros. I already have Matt Riddle. Bring Jeff Cobb in, too. That's a good one. I like that. Uh, you get one more. Huh? What? One more tag team. Oh, nice. Um, I'll go with... Chris Brothers? With... No, I'll go with, uh, I will go though with uh, Sammy Callahan and Juice Robinson. They were a tag team. That's true, uh, in World Tag League. World Tag League. Correct. Nemo, do you think Jack and Noam Dar will be in the NXT United Kingdom roster? It feels like Noam Dar is, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. That's good. I know. Um, Maybe he'll actually get to show off what he can really do because in the Cruiserweight Classic, he was doing stuff that he never got a chance to do on 205 Live. I think Jack Gallagher... Is going to stick around uh, to a Seems like it. Um, A.O. Worm, would you love to see Leo Rush team back up with Velveteen Dream? It'd be interesting at some point if that happened. I think down the line, once people get to know them a lot more and people get interested in their mm-hmm, history and mm-hmm. they know their history, then yes, I think that could be a lot of fun. But I'm not really even... I've never seen any of their tag matches together. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't know how long they were a tag team together or how sort of prolific they were. Um, JTR, uh, with the announcement of NXT UK, do you think it'll be better served being like 205 Live where superstars will just be in that roster or like NXT where there's the possibility of moving to Maine. Well, uh, Triple H, when he did that presentation about global localization, made it seem like there was a pipeline. You start in the regional NXT promotions, you move up to NXT, you move up to the main roster. Mm-hmm. That's the understanding I got. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they're smart about it, they'll incorporate 205 Live into that pipeline as well. Yeah. Is that going to continue to be? Somebody else has a question here that you know basically says... 
205 Live has a 205 Live ceiling, and that's that's a shame. And you well, and I have both it's, said it's, 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 it's been imposed by on them by WWE. It seems like yeah, because I think Mustafa Ali could go far on the main roster. You and I both think him, Cedric he, Alexander, Buddy Murphy, Buddy at this Murphy. point, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, the, what's it going to take for that ceiling to be gone? I don't know. Me neither. That's, I don't know. That's sort of the problem. I know. That's a problem. I know. I mean, the 205 Live should be part of the process of making it to the main. It shouldn't be the destination unto itself. I agree totally. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's going to take somebody transcending that brand that gets so popular. That but, they can't resist it. Yeah. I know. And that'll happen eventually. Oh, at some point, yeah. But man, it just, it, it just feels like... I wonder if they had given Mustafa Ali the win at WrestleMania over Cedric, if that process could have started. Mm. He's got everything. I mean, Cedric does too, but they haven't really given him much to work with. Whereas Mustafa Ali, part, partially based on the opportunity they've given him and the opportunities he's created for himself. Let me ask something. What? If Leo Rush becomes champion and becomes the face of that brand, mm-hmm. and it and this is this is a wild if, because I don't think 205 Live can get number one in the ratings every single week over NXT. I'm not oh. sure what the what the difference in rating and the and <laughs> numbers numbers are, are at this have point. Access to that. But if Leo Rush and let's say they bring in two other guys, and I don't know who they'd be out on the indie circuit, like or Sammy Guevara or something like that. Yeah, like a Sammy Guevara. Yeah, it's a good. That's a good one who continually put on oh-my-God matches every single week and somehow get 205 Live up so that people see it as not just must-see network TV, but also in the arenas, they're blown up for it, right? Somehow they do that just through the sheer... At that point, you'd think that there'd be more of a... that they'd be able... They'd put those matches... Like the championship matches would either end up on Raw or pay-per-views, right? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. They would have to. Yeah, they would have to. But I don't know. I mean, it, it does feel like that division. I mean, I just wish that division was on. I don't know. I, I don't know how you do it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, Joshua, the dynamic knight Martinez. How long till we get Leo Rush as cruiserweight champion? If okay, I'll put it this way. If he if he has a decent attitude, like yeah. if, if that doesn't end up biting him in the butt, three months. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe Survivor Series time, that'd be a little bit longer than three months. That's more like five, but mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Ian Diller. I hope I pronounce your name right, Ian. Um, a specialist for a shoulder problem I've had is rushing me into surgery before he goes out of the country to do some research for a few weeks. Good news is I'll have plenty of time to watch wrestling for a while. So my question is, that's a that's a huge backstory right there. Yeah. My question is, what are your some per, some of your personal favorite pay per views, episodes, whatever else on the network that you would suggest to watch? Survivor Series '98. So he's going to be laid up. So number one, Ian, good luck. Yes. Um, Speedy recovery. And number two, Survivor Series '98. Um, go. That's a great one. Go to the vault. Yeah. Go look at. Go scroll through all the weird. Mid-Atlantic, Mid-South, uh, what else was in the Smoky Mountain, all the WCCW, I think there's some of that in there. Yeah. And just go deep into the vault. And it also, is so fascinating is. to watch Also, that. check out some of the documentaries they have on there. Oh, the WCCW great. one, that one's great. I'm going to watch the Hardys one this weekend. Oh, yeah. The 24 stuff's good, but even the the the, the kind of feature-length documentaries they made, the WCCW oh, one, great, the AWA yeah. one, um, the Macho Man one's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Heyman one is great. Mm-hmm. 
the punk one is good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Triple H one's pretty good. Yeah. The one they made about uh, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart's really good. Yeah, sure. Um, a lot of those are, are, are really informative. And, and granted, they don't probably give you the full story, but they don't shy away from most details, yeah, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so all definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Uh, Mike Demopoulos, book a faction with Kona Reeves as the leader. Every 80s villain of the week needs henchmen. Wait, book a fact. Kona Reeves Kona, is the lead. He feels like a henchman. Though. I know. I was about to say that, but the he has a faction called oh, the Finest. Man, who's like a sub henchman to him? Like, I guess uh, what's his name? Riddick uh, Moss. Mm. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like Riddick Moss has more potential than Kona yeah, Reeves. Yeah, I know. Me point. too. He's got a great look. He looks like Ming the Merciless. Who was well, the name of the tag team that uh, uh, was supposed to take Axel on? Axel Rod and the other guy. Yeah, that those guys. And then there's also Rex and Rich. What's their face? Oh, you need Dan Matha too. And Dan Matha's the beef. Yeah, he's, he's the muscle. Yeah, he's the he's beef. the muscle of the group. Yeah, the finest. The finest. That's what they're called. The finest. The finest. There you go. I like it. Uh, Tommy T. Hey, friendos. While everyone has their opinions on the guy. What are your guys' opinions overall on Enzo and his time in WWE? Personally, I think it was, if I was being honest, he'd make my top 10 talkers of the past 15 years. I would give him, I would give him a top 10. I'd give him a top 10 talker of the last five years. He's a great talker. He was. He was just really overindulgent. He would just talk on and on and on and on and on and on. If, yeah. if there was someone that was coming to him and say, here are your bullet points, stick these bullet points. I, th- I think his promo has been much more effective. Um, it's still really surprising to me they never put those tag titles on Enzo and Cass. Yeah, me too. Never did it. I don't know why. Um, I think he made a. I think he made a relative like him or not. I think he made a relatively big impact. I mean, the ratings always went up when he was on the TV. Mm-hmm. They, just, they sold a ton of merch. They just you know like the WWE will will tend to do because I don't even I don't even put the length of his promos on him. They probably should go out there and do your thing oh, for maybe. six minutes, maybe. And so I wouldn't. You know, he he did what he, I. He was probably told to do. Could I mean, be we true. Heard, my thing is that we heard Cass went long on his promo because he didn't rehearse and they came down on him. Yeah, so I really doubt Enzo was the issue there. It was probably just the WWE thinking, oh, wow, people like this. Let's, Let's give him more. A lot. It could be. And so um, I think that he was a great, great talker, um, a subpar wrestler who didn't belong on the 205 Live roster. But I think him and Cass. I was, I was, and you know, you see how great Carmella is doing now. Yeah, I know. To not have her packaged with them from the outset, I think was probably a bad idea. Like, you know, after NXT, I think was probably a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they all could have been money together. Um, it's just, it's kind of a shame. I mean, you know, it just seems, I don't know. I am turned off by his, like what I've seen of his, you know, real personality. Yeah. Though, so yeah, there's nothing you can do to fix that. No. So. No. His two songs he's released so far haven't been very good either. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he's trying. He's trying oh, to I understand be that. creative. Uh, Nightcrawler. Hey, guys. So in an interview recently, Dave Meltzer said the Velveteen Dream was great with the right opponent, but when paired with performers just as green as him, he isn't that good. So my question is, who are some wrestlers that you notice that always seem to rise to the occasion and keep up with their opponents? Roman Reigns. Yeah, that's a great answer. Rome, because a lot of people crap on him because it's easy to crap on him. Watch his matches against AJ shortly after AJ came oh, to WWE. They're the really good. He's a stud They're wrestler. They're really good. He he's can be really good. Wrestler. He can be really good. His ma- uh, Reigns had some good matches against Kevin Owens, too. Mm-hmm. His matches when he was defending the Intercontinental title were all pretty good. His mm-hmm. match against Jason Jordan was great. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, that's that's a that's a great answer. Um, Velveteen's hairstylist. Can uh, Kona Reeves keep up with the rest of the NXT roster? His gimmick and ring work seem less than the standard at NXT. I guess the question is, are we going to see Kona Reeves on a takeover? Take the standard for takeover has been so has been set so high. I know. It's one thing to see the dude on NXT TV. It's another at takeover. I, I don't know. I don't think his ceiling's that high, man. Yeah, based on what we've seen so far. Yeah, I know. Maybe he'll prove us wrong. Yeah. But you're right. I don't know what he did before. I'll look it up. Well, here's quick. the What do you do before granted, NXT? It's, it's, I don't, I don't know. Like, we're familiar with War Machine, what they did prior to NXT. So we see what they do in their squash matches, but we know there's a lot more to it. Yeah, of course, yeah. So far, Kona Reeves has been booked in pretty much squash matches. Mm-hmm. And squash matches is just you overwhelming your opponent, either with strength or athleticism or whatever. Um, in his case, uh, in, I, I don't know if maybe we just haven't seen all of what he can do because the storylines in his matches are all really simple. He goes in, dominates his opponent, hits his finisher, that's it. Mm-hmm. So maybe if he's in a match that's more competitive, we can see more out of him. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What did he do before? Independent Circuit 2013 to 2014. Oh, so he's been wrestling for a little bit. He was trained uh, at the Wild Samoan Pro Wrestling Training Academy, Training Center. He rolled for he wrestled for WXW. Oh, okay. Um, he held their heavyweight championship there. Hmm. I mean, that's the place where, like, that's the... That's where Walter is. Germany, right? Yeah, yeah, that's where Walter is one of the instructors now, yeah. Okay, no, wait a second. Oh, this is a different WXW? Yeah, I'm thinking of something else. This is a Florida base. Oh, okay. I mean, it's WXW in Germany. Yeah, is it not World Extreme? So this is World Extreme. Oh, then maybe it is different. something different. The current champion is Sean Maluda. Anyways. What is the German one now? I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking that up now. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. Uh, here in uh, the Patreon chat, DeadPixel31 wants to know, how do you submit questions for, for this, for future reference? Just became a Patreon to support. So every week we will post question threads on the Patreon wall, on yeah. our Patreon thing. So make sure your email notifications are set up so that, you know. Oh, that's it. Westside Extreme Wrestling? Yeah. Is that it? Okay. Yeah. Um, so make sure those notifications are set up. So like, you know, you can answer your, ask your question. And then we say hashtag it, hashtag first in your question so that you make sure that we're actually getting everybody's question. Mm-hmm. If you've never had one answered. Um, Correct. So, yeah. Anyways. I'm going to let the show peter out. Are we going to just peter out? We're going to sure. do one more great question. Let's one more great one more question. Great question. Let's I close, I close my question threads. My All problem. Oh, I have it here. That's funny. Uh, Mike Big Dog Demopolis. Either you guys are working us and are, in fact, the low-level writers where you guys need to be. Heavy machinery in cookout mode almost made me spit out my drink. My question is, Raw was strong. SmackDown was fun. NXT is always good. Is WWE hitting their stride? I'm going to say yes, because I love the positivity there. Yes. That's what I'm, that's what a, Positivity's You're good. going back to the goat devil thing? 
Yeah, yeah, I got kind of something corroborating my, okay. my answer. We'll but talk about for, that in the post show. That's for the post show. We talk about why the goat Satan thing is a thing. Yeah. That's what we're going to talk about there. And you introduced me to a new brand of shoe today that I'm very excited about. I might have to buy those from you. They, they won't fit you. Oh, you didn't get 10 and a half. No, they didn't have 10 and a half. They got 10. Drag. Are they supposed to be super comfortable? Oh, I have some like, because uh, they're Air Max ones and, and I, my Air Max Zeros have the same sole. Oh. It's just a different upper are and they're comfy. Super yeah. Com- yeah, yeah, they're pretty comfortable. How are your shoes? Are they comfy? Yeah. Yeah. Who are you? Anyways, that's it for the show. Hilton, can you do us a big favor? You've been a mess today with the live stream, Hilton. No excuses. You know, you're supposed to be playing like a champ, dude. Disappointment today, Hilton. Super disappointing. Get that guy out of here. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks till next time. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.